You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one. Door. Door. Okay. No, no, no. no. Three, two, one. Door. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Friends Next Door. This is Mia. It's Dan. This is Thomas. And at the time of recording,、uh, I'm here sitting in California, looking out at orange skies. So it feels very apocalyptic, guys. This is the end of the world. It's telling you to come back to us, Mia. It's been、come、fun, back guys. To New York. <laughs> Subliminal fires come back. Not so subtle message.、Um, but anyway, today we decided to do a mailbag episode because we do have some emails from you guys that you guys sent in that we want to discuss. So we each are going to take one email and then we're going to discuss it real quick. Yeah, thanks for sending these in, guys, and keep them coming because we love reading feedback and we love talking about it, especially when you guys ask us really cool follow-up questions or、uh, questions in general. So here we go. Okay, this one is,、uh, and let us know if you want to say your name, give you a shout out or not, because we're fine either way. But、uh, I guess this person is since this Fiona Dub V, and、uh, they say, "Hey guys and gal." Love your podcast. You all seem to be very outgoing people who just happens to vibe with every person you guys meet. Yeah, could you speak more on how you folks met? And second part question: Also, how does someone in their twenties make friends versus in their thirties? Sincerely, Canadian Hermit. Ah,、oh, thanks so much for sending those questions, Fiona. I think we can all agree that we're all a hermit at this point, so you're not alone. I love that they put Canadian hermit. I know, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to a, a an American hermit, Californian hermit. Yeah.、Um, wow. Okay. So let me see. The first part is how did we meet?、Uh, I met you two. You guys met before, right? How did you guys meet? Yeah. So okay, Thomas and I have crossed paths in the past because.、Uh, We are both from the Bay Area. We have some mutual friends, but then、mm. I said crossing paths literally just because we never really chatted until one、mm. day、um, we were already both in New York. For some reason, we both moved to New York at around the same time.、Um, and then at the time, Felicia and I were out in the city getting what were we getting? We were getting some boba. No, yes, <laughs> you guys some... already had dinner. We had dinner, so I guess we were getting dessert. We were on our way to get dessert, and then we happened to run into Thomas out on、Momofuku、the street. Momofuku Milk Bar. Wow, Thomas like remembers this like it's yesterday. Well, that because this also coincides with that zebra story, zebra shoe、oh, story that、right. I like to tell all the time. He likes to bring that out every once in a while. Uh huh. And that's. But that's, yeah, how did we even run into you, Thomas? I was literally walking I, on the street. I was on a mission to find dinner. I I think I was going for、uh, some other rest, some other Momofuku restaurant. You were going for for fried chicken. You right? Okay, because those two Momofuku yeah Fuku had just opened that summer. Yeah, and then it was all on the East Village area. I was walking towards, and I see you guys walking towards me. And, and then, then I don't know why we decided that it was a good idea to intercept Thomas's journey in getting fried chicken to like.、Um, Drag him to come out with us to get. I think that's、cream. just. I think that's just Felicia. <laughs> I think that's just Felicia. She just likes to dis- disrupt the lives of other people. Wait, so you were by yourself, Thomas? I was by myself. I okay, was. At, and- I was at American Hermit. 
Ah, oh, and then it was just <laughs> Mia and Felicia. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's very cool. And、it's、the like, rest is history. That was the first time that we ever hung out, and then yeah. That's right. I, was, <laughs> I think that's a really unique meeting story because usually when you meet another friend, it's because some friend introduced you guys. But in this case, you met, you knew of each other, but you met randomly on the street. That's really cool. Yeah, I met you guys because, like, our mutual friends <laughs> introduced each other. <laughs> There's literally no,、uh, no mystery, like, you know, no suspenseful, no interesting story. There was just like. Wait. Hey, so you guys、up? knew each other before Mia started co-hosting Off the Great Wall. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Wait.、Mm-hmm. Wait. I don't remember. No, I don't no, think so, no, Dan. I think、nope. Off the、nope. Great Wall was the first time we met and started hanging out. Yes.、So, well, we didn't start hanging out until later. True. Because we weren't on. The, okay, if you remember. So how did we, we start hanging out? Okay,、then? I know. I know. I know. I remember because we weren't the hosts at the same time. Right. So you right? You remember? So if there was、I、a little bit more, of overlap, yeah. You know what? You know when it was when、uh, Yi and I came back to New York、mm. from California, and then we started hanging out, and then we started hanging Just out like that. It was like five <laughs> years ago, I think. Five years ago, and then Thomas and you guys were fr- good friends with Thomas, so I was like, "Hey, man, let's all hang out." And so the rest is history. History. So. It's not like we've known each other for the longest time, but you know we've spent a good deal of time together. So, yeah. Do you see any difference in the way people make friends when they're in their twenties versus when they're in their thirties? I mean, I、Ooh. do, because in my thirties, like I, th- I think we talked about it in another episode. I'm kind of friends out. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have the capacity <laughs> to. Make, like I have made some new friends in the last year.、Uh, our mutual friend Eric and I,、uh, we we made、uh, I made a couple of cool friends and we play games together, like like in person,、um, and we rehash something I really like, which is uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I know it's like super nerdy. <laughs> shout out Felix. Shout out Catherine.、Um, but if they're listening, which probably they're not, it's totally fine. <laughs>、um, but yeah, I mean that those legit like two new friends I made. I don't know. In the last, I don't know, like two years, you know, that I that、mm. I would say like friends, like we, I would hang out with them, not often but regularly, because that's that's all the time you have now. Where we all work,、um, yeah. Maybe we, I see my new friends once a month to get together, and it's usually because we we created a dungeon, you know, like a game group, right? Like a board game group, usually centering around fantasy games. I'm a huge Eric, and I realize that we both are the biggest nerds. And actually, I would say I don't know. Eric is not going to listen, and nobody knows who Eric is. But Eric is a Felicia's cousin. If you guys ever watched、uh, <laughs> Off the Great Wall, and and he's always in our Instagram, or I'm in his. I would say me and Eric became better friends in the last year because we honestly just figured out that I there was no in my mind there's no other biggest nerd than me, geek. Until I met Eric, <laughs> so Yee's not a nerd. Felicia's not a nerd. You guys so aren't his, like his giving you competition. Oh my gosh! There, like, both were like, wait, you like magic cards? Uh huh. Like, wait, you want to go play? Yeah. <laughs> Where? And I'm in my 30s, and he's in his 30s. So it's kind of like I made a new friend, you know? Like, like we, you could literally see hearts shooting out of your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like in that case, I made new friends because of not the not the 
out of the necessity to meet friends, but because there was a common interest, it's very nat and you, and the other person's pretty cool. You like them. There's a common interest. So you, you kind of make new friends, right? Like, yeah. even though I've known Eric for probably 12, I've known Eric since like 2007. I've known him for a long time, but I would Damn. say we haven't regularly started hanging out until this year. Okay. You know? So it's very interesting, right? What about you, um, Thomas? Yeah. Um, work is a place where I'll meet people sometimes. Very rarely. Let's hear uh, the social butterfly talking. Eric, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Eric. Thomas, <laughs> have, you, have you made new friends at your jobs in the last three, four years? Yeah. So at, uh, prior to my, probably for the first three years, I only made one friend at, from work. Uh, like someone that I, I would consider them a friend if, you know, I, you know, see them or hang out with them outside of work. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, in my current job, yeah, probably one or two other people too. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think, I think it's safe to say that when you're in your twenties, most, you know, in most cases you find friends through, you know, school, right? If you're sharing uh, some classes, if you're in a group project with this person and that's when friendships start. But then when you're in your thirties, when you're already working and whatnot, so I think the way you gain friends is slightly different. Thomas is, I mean, I don't normally make that many friends (laughs) through my work. <laughs> uh, I cons- I consider them work friends, but I guess you can you can put more effort into making friends there, and also just kind of like socializing uh, with your work friends outside of work. You know, happy hour becomes an opportunity for you to make friends with your coworkers for real. Um, but then I think the one thing that's different there is that when you're in your thirties, your friends can be either around the same age or they can be much older it's like yeah. the dynamics or are different. younger exactly or younger yeah i think the the friends at work thing if it happens naturally and you'll find out right away then great because you you go you go to happy hour or whatever it is that people do at work these days um outings you know work outings and then i'm sure it's kind of like school you know like you'll find people who you gravitate towards and mm-hmm. you're like hey we kind of share the same interests why don't we do something outside of this work outing and that's to me that's how you make friends yeah at work you know it's it's like yeah. it's kind of like anywhere because now we spend more time at work than we do than like you said in our 20s we spent time at in class so you make mm-hmm. you know in college right and then you're all your extracurricular activities in college, plus the friends you already have, then meeting their friends. But then when you get into your 30s, probably at work. And then also if you have a significant other, sorry, the two of you, you don't. But if you- wow. <laughs> wow. It's like on every Hold episode, out. Dan would either make fun of our age or our singleness. <laughs> no. Hey, guys, ain't nothing wrong with being single. You know, like. Right. Nothing wrong with being single. I mean, just because I'm not don't mean that I don't dream about it. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> kidding, yo. JK, JK, JK. Um, Yee. <laughs> don't worry. She doesn't listen. But yeah, or, or couples friends. Like I have a lot of friends that are couples mm-hmm. uh, who, and I introduce them to Yee. And then, you know, we'll go hang out with them as a couple. But again, it's like, the t- it's like you don't have that much time anymore yeah i almost feel like you you have to put in more efforts into you know you really do but and then it's like it's not that you don't want to put in the effort you really it's like time is so precious and you work you have interpersonal things you have personal goals uh i have family you know so 
on if you work five, six days a week, I work seven days a week. I don't work full time seven days a week, but I do work one out. You know, I have to work. It's really rare that I take one day off the entire day. I'm either working half the day or work a regular day, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I think if this person is, cause we get a lot of questions like how, or in the past, like, how do you make friends? Like, how do you make friends? And I think that question is more like, maybe that person doesn't feel comfortable at work or uh, the people around them. And maybe they don't have a lot of friends that introduces them. So I would say like, I met one of my friends that I, like I said, I played, uh, I was start, I, we have a group with I, when she first moved to New York, she, she went to, uh, she found like online groups that had like-minded mm. interests and you join them and then you see what, what comes out of it. I think the best part, it's easier to make friends, I think than ever. And yet it's harder because people mm-hmm. are more isolated, but now you can go to the internet and find like-minded people, whereas it was much harder in the past. Thomas went to a couple Where of these you, things. Oh yeah, what? Ta- what? What'd you go to, Thomas? Did oh, you for, go to meetup stuff? For Thomas? meetups, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. They, were, they were all tech meetups, and I made zero friends from them. <laughs> but <laughs> well, you know what? The important thing is you tried. Yeah, right. I and and I got free pizza out of it. There, there you go. Okay, so there's another like, perk. What yeah. do you mean, like uh, tech meetups? Oh, so for tech meetups, there'll be uh, there'll be events where uh, someone will give a talk on a specific topic or uh-huh. topics, and then people it's, will just go to listen. So it's n- it's a me- it's not a conference; it's an actual meetup. Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. a smaller? I mean, think of them like smaller conferences. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, I and think... then and then there's like usually free pizza, free beer. Like some people have figured out a way to to, to some people just go to these things to just just to get get the meal yeah of course Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah so back to making friends is like what i think one of the challenges uh at least for my prior place was um it really at least for at work it really depends on the culture of the workplace that's right Mm. so for my prior place it was at a i used to work in the music industry Mm. and then I that was later, the coolest job. I don't know why you left it. I later found out that I really didn't know anything about music and I wasn't into <laughs> and I didn't drink much. So it's like I had nothing yeah. to talk to with my coworkers. So I can totally see that you in that environment, it, you, you just kind of like hard. Yeah. So see, to work in the music industry, you probably really love music. So it's like mm-hmm. they, they weren't even just talking about mainstream artists. They were talking about like some not necessarily obscure, but just like indie artists or things things like that right and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about and i i didn't have this kind of love for music at a young age it's like right there's right. zero connection and right. i remember that being really challenging how did you thomas how did you get that job in the first place like what, when they <laughs> interviewed you wouldn't you have to have shown an interest in those topics oh my my old boss pulled me over that's how it worked oh okay oh okay cool cool that's hey that's a good sign that's like he really you did a really good job and had a good impression so he was like come come with me moss oh yeah yeah like from yeah. the technical side i was doing fine it was just like yeah. cultural side i yeah it was it was it was terrible wow and yeah. and i do think you need a common thread to, i think the basis mm-hmm. okay and we're gonna talk about this later as in is the basis of relationships attraction wait don't talk oh. about it we're gonna bring it up later but wait, I think why don't we a... just get into that then Go oh, on, finish, oh, okay. your, finish your point so and then we can we move can on. we can um but i do think for friendship, you, you also have to have like a common liking because how do you how do you talk about stuff? How do you do stuff together if you hate music and I love music and I go, let's go see a concert. 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I do think there needs to be some 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 commonality. Yeah, and that's that's you know you can uncover that from the initial conversation, whether you right. meet this person at, at an event or uh, through a mutual friend. So that's just you know some of the things that you talk about in the initial conversation. So with that said, let's move on to the next question. Um, so this is sent by uh, Joseph, who sent in some previous questions already, but he has more interesting ones. And one of the things that he asked that particularly got Dan's interest. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sending in these great follow-ups, Joseph. We like um, it. Yeah, he basically wants to know, in our opinion, how essential is physical attraction in a relationship? Can it actually be non-essential and still work? Question mark. I.e., hold on, let me add another wrinkle. <laughs> would you <laughs> would you ever date or marry someone you're not in any way physically attracted to? Go ahead, Mia. <laughs> I, love how we, I love how every time we're like, all right, who are we going to put on the spot first? And why do you keep putting me on the spot? Right, I, don't, you don't, I can go first if you want. Well, my answer will yeah. be short because I don't okay. think that it's possible. <laughs> I do think that initially there has to be some physical attraction to it. Although yeah. I've seen it work for some people. It might work for some people. And, and they, they've told me that, um, you know, physical attraction is not something that they, they had necessarily at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they kind of grew into it as mm-hmm. they get to know this other person. Is that yeah. an arranged marriage? No, <laughs> no, um, not necessarily. We don't, we don't talk about marriage. Um, you know, you don't get to that point immediately, but just like in a relationship, it's not like somebody that you're physically attracted to at the beginning, but then as you talk to this person, as you find out more about their character and whatnot, their story, yeah. um, that attraction grows, you know, yeah. and they become some more, somehow they become more good looking. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, cultures right now that's that still have arranged marriages so i i want to respect those cultures and acknowledge that you know every culture is different and every every you know upbringing is different so you know a lot of people probably don't need physical attraction especially if you're uh in an in an arranged marriage situation which still happens a lot okay so great for me i think that you definitely need physical attraction. I think guys need it more initially to go on a date with a girl uh, than a girl who, uh, you know, to for a girl to go on a date with a guy. I think I've probably been on plenty of dates where I don't think they were attracted to me initially, but I was a mm. nice guy and I was very gentleman-like and I <laughs> inquired about if they would like to go on a date with me. And they said yes. And then nothing <laughs> happened after that, right? Like, uh, so, but I, so I'm pretty sure I was like, maybe they weren't attracted to me, but they were like, I'll give this guy a shot. Mm. But in order for me to ask that person out, I definitely have to be physically attracted to them. Or so here's, here's the, here's the little wrinkle that I'm going to put in. Mm-hmm. I don't think physical attraction is important as much as just attraction. Like, let, like, I want to remove the word physical and just say attraction. Wait, can you elaborate on that? Because yeah. if you don't know this person at all, you only see them on the surface level. Yeah. Meaning you oh only see them or you only see how they look. So, okay. So f- I'll give you an example. So like, 
uh, for for a guy if they if they see a girl the first thing that comes to their mind is am i physically attracted to their physical features right like their face their eyes their hair whatever it is um so for guys it's very easy okay but i'm what i'm saying is i think for girls a lot of times, maybe not like physically, like, oh, I, because you, you, girls aren't like, oh, I really like that guy's arm or his leg. I do look like, at arms. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. So great, Mia. You can speak okay. to that. Yes, please, Mia, speak to this. So, okay. So, wait, you, no. Uh, we should, like, okay, finish your thought and then we should go to Thomas. I, I was going to say, like, I think there's a, there's an intangible quality of attraction that, comes out of when you interact with somebody or, or at least in my experience. So for okay. me, as long as there's that level of attraction, it could be their sense of humor. It could be their attitude. It could be their personality. Uh, th it, yeah. Let's just say something about their personality that will make me attracted to them and not necessarily like, I'm like, Oh my gosh, they have the exact, they have dark hair and blue eyes. And that, that's what I like. And that's, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. So anyways, Thomas, what do you think? Um, I would, so before I would have said physical attraction is maybe not that important, you know, like going by how, you know, as just as, uh, as time goes on in this relationship, you know, but as you both get older, like that's just gonna, that's gonna be a dying factor, right? Just phys mm -hmm. like physical attraction. So like you want, you always want to index on something that lasts longer than physical attraction, right? However, having gone through, uh, however, <laughs> however, having gone through, uh, like tried out dating app, I realized I'm a lot more shallow than I thought I was. <laughs> I mean, not, the, I mean one, changed, of the, one of the things, one of the hard parts is that for these dating apps, you have so little to go off of, right? Yeah. You only have a photo and like some blurbs of what they say. And none of that is really personality. Mm -hmm. right so right. you you pretty much only have a photo to go off of that's right so wait i, I want to jump on piggyback on what you said thomas so i think there's nothing wrong with if you're looking if you're using an app the only thing you have is their photo so how the heck do you differentiate you know <laughs> their personalities right so if you're like looking at a photo and you're like you know i don't know like check this check that then of course you have to be physically attracted to them initially to want to ask them out on a date so let, let's back up now like 1990s right late 1990s uh, i'm in high school college early 2000s there was no dating apps i specifically remember there were many females that initially i, w I wasn't like there wasn't something that caught my eye so much right like they weren't, they were attractive. I would say like in the grand scheme of things, they were attractive, but it wasn't like enough for me to ask them out on a date until I got to know them a little bit and then their personality really stood out. So if the question is, so of course, then I wanted to, you know, date them. So if the question is how essential is physical attraction, I think physical attraction is not essential at all because I think the laws of nature here is the most important and, and that does not change. This is universal attraction is is to me attraction is this intangible quality that you can't see feel or touch but it's there with another person it's like chemistry so either you see someone 
and they're and it develops, then they're then you are attracted to them. And I, and it it could be very little to do with their physical attraction. In fact, there's been times where I was really extremely physically attracted to to a girl. I went out on a date with them. And there was nothing in common. You know, there was just total, it was like the word, it was a disaster. And then I'm not attracted to them anymore. No, I know that's completely possible. But I mean, there's that initial attraction based on their physical features. The initial Um, spark, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I agree that it only works to a certain extent um, because at that point, then you'll have more interaction with this person. And then you're like, oh, he is cute but there's no chemistry or he's cute, but then our conversations don't flow. I think you need the initial spark. So it goes without saying you need to be like on a scale of zero to 10. I think you need to be a one, you know, like I think you need to have at least that (laughs) like in tiny little bit of physical attraction to them to even Mm -hmm. explore the possibility. Otherwise, no, I don't, I don't think you would be interested, you know, even for a girl or a guy, like, I know, I know a lot of girls are like, well, I wasn't like super physical. I wasn't like, wow, he's exactly my type looks wise, but I gave it a shot and it worked out or whatever. But at least like they, they are somewhat a tiny bit. They're not put off by them. You know, they're like, oh, right. you know, so I think it is important just to get it going, but it's right. never the determining factor. Right. I do think it is important, but then also at the same time, it's not the one thing that will make the relationships Correct. last. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Now, Mia, let's talk about, so what, you no. you like arms? Hold on a second. <laughs> so what are what are the physical attributes you look at? I don't at, think I'm the only one here. No, I'm not. Okay. No, because you <laughs> I, said arms, <laughs> which is really interesting. Like, what do you mean? Like, are Just you, to clarify, I don't like go around arm? looking at forearm or guys' biceps? arms. Bicep? Are you talking about the, or the shoulder muscles, triceps? Like, is there a part of the arm where you're like, okay. "Oh, I, I like, like it when part. when they're like a little bit veiny." <laughs> <laughs> See this? Oh, I tried this coming out. What do you let's, mean? Let's like, where's the that. veins? Like, I have am no I just veins uncovering? On my arm. Am I just? Am I just uncovering my weird side? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, you want to see their arms veiny? Wow. This is... <laughs> news to me oh my god next time i see a guy with veiny arms i don't care like, yeah, I send it my way yeah. i get a friend but she's oh hold on hey hold on but then if yeah. you ask multiple girls i don't think i'll be the only one i'm pretty sure i'm not the only one mm. the veiny arms is the first time i heard of it but i like it veiny arms. I, I like the specific look okay, at them arms what about so i don't have veiny arms but i got really veiny hands <laughs> that's just a sign that you've been working too hard in life oh my god no my whole life the veins in the back of my hands just protrude and in fact they're so protruding that i you i can move them with my bone and you can see them twitch i'll show it to you next time wait dan do you also have veiny feet like is that genetic Uh, yeah i got veiny feet and i got veiny hands wait so do veiny arms come with veiny feet like do they come in a package veiny arms is like it's a body fat thing a body fat muscle thing yeah like what dan and i have is genetic yeah, I've got veiny hands too. Mm. So what, us, what else, Mia? Feet. <laughs> That's it. What, Mia? Mia, do you like calves? This is getting. This is a weird question. Do you like calves? I love. I don't know because you know why? Huh? No, I'm kidding. No, I don't like calves. What do you mean? 
Well, because so like sometimes I hear like guys are very self-conscious about their calves. I'm like, really? Who cares? Are you Thomas? <laughs> no, Thomas has big calves. Thomas has, oh, you mean thin calves. Thin calves. Like guys who have thin calves, I've heard them get like, they're oh. like, I, I might get calf implants. What? I'm like, oh, that's really? That's really? Crazy. No, I don't but, think, yeah. no, nobody, nobody cares about thin calves. You don't, like, you don't care about calves. I don't care about calves. I like... <laughs> I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> yeah, do you like real Okay, you know, do you like really tall guys or just Okay, a if we tall? talk about athletes, right? Yeah. I like the bodies of basketball players the best. Interesting. They're like and they mm. a lot of them have thin calves. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah, they all have like really thin calves. Yeah. You know, I've heard in the past that uh some girlfriends of mine were like, "Oh, I really like swimmers' bodies." Oh, no, they're too wide. Yeah, well, that's why they like the wide shoulders, you know. So yeah, okay, yeah. Mia, that's great. I'm glad you revealed some of your physical uh, every single preferences. time. Oh my god, let's move on to Thomas's question, guys. Shall we? <laughs> <All right. laughs> great segue. All right, so last one is going to be from Min N, and uh, Min is actually my friend. Thank you. For oh, Yay, Min. And thank you Yo, for what up, Min? In. Thank you for sending in a question. All right. So he says, I was listening to some of your podcasts and I was wondering if you could cover some topics about unusual things about New York or things you don't know about New York without living in New York. As a Californian, I feel like that would be an interesting topic for all other Californian listeners out there. Thank you for the question, man. Mm. Thank you for the question. I think New York is like one of those places where people are always just curious. I mean, yeah. we do. New York has its own characteristics, which are interesting. And then one of the things that came to my mind was that New York subway is always interesting, right? But then um, there's this one time when I was meeting up with a friend. This was my first few months in New York. Um, I was meeting up with a friend and then she goes, okay, I'm going to meet you. Uh, we're going to go to a place. I'm going to meet you in this train, this one line or whatever. And then I'll be at the back of the train. And I'm like, why does that matter? <laughs> wait, what? Say again? <laughs> what? What's Wait, what? She's going yeah. to be on the last car yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then there's this thing about New York where when you go about your commute right uh. you know where you're going and then so you kind of this is going back to like new yorkers trying to optimize their commute oh. and then you want to be in a certain car so that as soon as you step out you go mm. straight into the stairs straight into the exit and then you come out are you sure mm. your friend just wasn't crazy no because i became like that after oh I my gosh I do, I do that too <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm going yeah. home, I know I that I have to be on. Okay, yeah. hold on. If I'm going home, and then if I'm going uptown, I need to be on the first car, like at the very front, yeah. because as soon as I get out, like I go to my exit, and then that's the right exit for me to go home. I think that makes sense because, like, other, you ride the subway so much, and it becomes a part of your life. Mm -hmm. So I think for other people, when you come to New York, your life revolves around work, friends. And mostly to get to work and to get to your friends, nobody drives. They take the subway, mm -hmm. right? So as a Californian, and you guys can speak to this, you had cars. If you're a Floridian, if even if you live in Boston, you drive. But New York, nobody drives. And you have millions of people in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens, and you rely on public transportation. So I could see that. Like you're doing the same thing over and over again every day, multiple times. So you're thinking to yourself how you optimize I, I've thought about doing that before, and at, at a certain point, I was just like, you know what? It's really hard to figure out for me for some reason, so I just stopped trying. 
it's, it's just that's me like other people have like just go to the front or go to the back and i'm like i don't know is this the stop i go to the front or the back you know what i'm just gonna sit right here <laughs> but then Take also like which one's the front which one's the back right, right. um but yeah I, I found it confusing but then after i started doing it i can see why my friend did it because right. it optimizes your commute yeah, I think like here your your lives are so compressed and you it's okay. So one thing is I've, this is what I heard for people that have lived in New York uh, for a while. They're shocked that they could do so many things in one day. Agree. Like you wake up. Oh, okay. By the way, if you come, <laughs> maybe I don't know how it is in California, LA, or or wherever, but a lot of most New Yorkers, you know, they start their day at work either at you know nine ten but new they they're such overachievers in in a way that what i mean is they had they do more before 10 a.m than most people do I, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing but you they've already been at the gym you know since like six showered breakfast morning meetings coffee i'm like how many dang like how many things did you do before 10 a.m and then you go to work for the whole day then you come back you go back to pilates or gym or yoga or whatever or usually meet your friends after work for a drink and go back home unwind answer emails i don't know call people and do it all over again the next day i'm like holy cow this is this is so this is so much and then yeah, when that's you go, crazy yeah and then when you go back to your home you know your california or your hometown you're like i'm just a lazy piece of crap but, and <laughs> that's true way. until until you talk to a mother <laughs> mm. And and your argument just goes out the window. But yeah, that's generally true. True, that pace of life. Yeah. 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 What I, What about you, Thomas? What are some of your observations, especially because you moved to New York recently? Mm -hmm. Um. So I've been here for around five years by now, and I think what's also interesting is that we've all lived in California some part of our life. Mm -hmm. So in and, and in New York too, so we can see a contrast. And I think one of the, one of the things, one of the impressions I had for about New Yorkers was that was uh, when I was in California was that New Yorkers were flaky mm. and it could have been the select, it could have been like the selection uh, bias basically mm. um, because there's so many things to do. So people have an option to flake. Whereas for California, it's like you drive somewhere, you're most likely going to do that thing versus because of the subway and the amount of things to do, you could, you could you could kind of have multiple multiple things going on and just like flake on a friend and then meet up with them some other day. Mm. I agree. It's like things are somewhat fluid in that sense because you can just hop in and out yeah. uh, pretty easily. It's a yeah. time warp. It's a it's a dimensional time warp. I feel like when people come to New York from wherever, you're you're just like become a. It's like a different time and space mm -hmm. time moves different here rules are different and you learn them so fast and you either love it or you hate it and if you love it then you stay here for a long time um, maybe even settle down and if you hate it you probably just will get out after two or three years and that's how it is you know yeah and like yeah. to the density thing it's like to what you and this is something you mentioned the other day dan it's like for restaurants there's like for all the hype restaurants, there's almost no point in waiting in line for a restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. Because uh, from what I remember in other places, like, let's say in California, like you might wait an hour for 
for ramen or something like that, right? There's no good reason to do that in New York City. There's so right. many other good restaurants. You can even walk to it. You don't even need yeah. to drive to it. Yeah. Yeah. So can we give an example of that? Like, for example, when yeah. I used to live in the Bay Area, uh, whenever I would go to New York, I would make sure that I go to like Halal Guys oh to get my, my Halal food. I w- Where I wish else I... can people go? Okay, so I could speak to this and I wish I knew you before. So the first time I ever had Halal Guys, this is 2007. My mind was blown, just like <laughs> everyone else's. Because you, you're like, whoa, you wait in line for half hour on that street on, on, on 6th Ave, right? On the corner of 53rd. Th- those were the famous halal guys. They had the yellow bags. Um, it was like, it was an assembly line. You get the, ch- you quickly say you want chicken, lamb, over rice, or you want both, you know? And white then, sauce, and then, hot white sauce. sauce. No, <laughs> and, and the best part is they put white sauce, hot sauce on there, and then they put more on the side of the cart, which they That's were the true. only cart that did that because they had so many people that they had, a, <laughs> actually after a while, it was pretty gross because it's just like, bottles and bottles of this white sauce and you realize that it's just it's not yogurt it's mayonnaise it's mayonnaise <laughs> guys i've asked but them before it's so good it's water and mayonnaise <laughs> maybe a is? tiny bit of yogurt yeah it's supposed to be yogurt but i'm telling you it is not because they, okay <laughs> so to my point i used to get it all the time until i was like i'm sitting every time it's a 20 minute wait and i'm like this stinks I don't want to wait here because I've done it in the winter and like those are some oh, harsh winters. Mm-hmm. And I just started walking around. I walked to like 50th Street. I went to like four. I found so many good halal carts. And that goes without saying for almost anything. You, like Thomas said, you can you can wait in line for certain famous pizza like say Grimaldi's or Roberta's or even Joe's. But Joe's is really fast. But you know what I mean? Like you, you hear about these places. Oh, I'll give you another example. So lately... It's like uh, down in Nolita, there's this Staten, Staten Island style pepperonis, which are the small pepperonis uh, on, on this place called Prince Street Pizza. No fail, no fail. Every weekend before COVID, there is a line going down the entire block. And it's all tourists who saw this on Instagram and they just want to try this pizza. I'm like, guys. It's lit- literally, I could tell you right now, if you want the same pepperonis, go to the West Village, go to this awesome <laughs> place called Fiore's, which never has a line. And it's just as good, if not better. It's like literally, it's like people just want to be a part of the hype to, to say that you got it, right? So they could tell their friends, hey, I've been to Katz's. Hey, I've been to Dominic Ansel's. Hey, I've been to blah, 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 you know? I've, yeah, I've, I've been to Prince Street Pizza. I, I don't understand the hype. Oh my, and yet every day, ever do this people it's like so i so in new york you you will learn very quickly which places are hyped and which like aka tourist traps and which places the locals go to so for someone who doesn't live in new york they can easily uh and you know and there are places like you mentioned thomas like i'll bring a friend to cats right like mm-hmm. you'll bring somebody to cats yeah which but is, i won't go i won't go normally Correct. I, although I have gone normally because I just love, I love pastrami sandwiches. Mm. I would just go, but I'm not going to wait in line. So I'm going to go when I know there's no traffic and I'm going to go pick it up or mm. I'll go, or I'll go somewhere else that I know has just as good pastrami sandwiches for, and nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dude, yeah. that's the thing about New York because there are just so many options, but yeah. those are before COVID things might've changed now. Who knows? But these are just some of the things that we've picked up from living in New York. We should actually do uh, the reverse, which is what 
actually is worth the hype. Oh my God. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. That's an idea. Okay. because it's like you know a lot oh like for example like peter luger is not worth the hype oh no 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 not at all man at one point or another i believe like in the 90s or early 2000s it probably was one of the best steak places or the best or whatever but now it's like you know food quality has gone up so much you know in the last five ten years so and then everyone's figured out their technique and those are shops that open up similar things Exactly. Anyways, anyways, guys, um, we really love answering your questions, talking about topics you guys want us to talk about. So um, we haven't done that yet. We haven't actually talked about a topic somebody sent in, right? So you can be the first <laughs> to do that. Uh, yeah, we always enjoy reading your emails because it actually takes an effort to send mm-hmm. somebody an email. So we definitely appreciate it. Also, don't forget to leave us a review and rate Friends Next Door podcast, we'll put all the information somewhere in there. In the description. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.